I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what legends have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, welcome back to Let's Hang Out, the podcast where we're hooking up with April Stevens and she's a girl. How's that for boring? <laughs> yes. From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. And here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise. And we want to let you know that we are hosting a Zoom karaoke to benefit The Flame the Musical on November 20th. We're going to have at least myself, Lee, and Valerie there. And we're hoping, fingers crossed, some of the cast, we will keep you updated. And again, if you want to help support The Flame in general, our crowdfunding campaign is still running until November 27th. Any amount makes a huge difference. If you can't contribute, share, tell your friends, tell your family, email, you know, your rich uncle or someone and let them know that they could head to bit.ly slash the flame, the musical to help us make this a reality. Let's do it. In the greater Les universe, we wanted to talk about Reverie Streaming. They just launched the first 24-7 live TV channel for queer women and non-binary folks hosted by One More Lesbian. Amazing. That makes us very happy, especially in the wake of some other streaming services who uh, don't love lesbians and queer people. And speaking of Netflix, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about some more lesbians that they're going to have on. Um, but at least this is for like a movie, yeah, so yeah. maybe they won't get canceled. I'm sure we all recently saw that the first trailers have come out for Prom, the musical... You know we love a gay musical. You know we love Ariana DeBose. Look, it's got a killer cast. Like, who can say no to Meryl Streep and Nicole True. Kidman? You, you can't. just can't. And speaking of Nicole Kidman, uh, we hear she's getting up to some, some possibly gay, gay hijinks. The Undoing. Yeah, I will say I have not seen it yet, but my girlfriend started watching The Undoing. And she watched the first episode and she said, I have to stop watching this because you need to watch it with me. So it's clearly that day. <laughs> so I'm so excited. So you know it's getting yeah. real gay. So I'm very there excited about The Undoing. I'll keep you updated on my progress on The Undoing. <laughs> but with that, that's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode six of season four, April Sours. And we have a very special treat for you today. 
You may recognize our guest today from Teenage Bounty Hunters. Where she plays one half of Stepril. They're our favorite teenage lovers. Yes, she's Willingham's perfectionist whose daddy went to jail. Won't you welcome our next guest? It's the amazing Devin Hales. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Welcome! Oh my god, that was so worth the wait. That was amazing. You are welcome. Uh, Devin emailed us earlier today saying that we could write her intro, and I don't think she was really <laughs> ready for exactly what that would be. So there you are. Oh, it's better than anything I could have ever written. So thank you we'll, so we'll much. We'll email you that if you want to use it again. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll make it into a little ringtone for you. You Ooh, can just like should. use it as you go around. Ellie will produce it. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were out somewhere and that just started, like your phone started ringing and it was that? (laughs) Bump in. (laughs) Yes. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. So we wanted to have you on the show because we love Teenage Bounty Hunters. For any of our listeners who may not have seen the show, can you just give a quick rundown? What is Teenage Bounty Hunters and why should they all watch it? Okay. Teenage Bounty Hunters. The plot. (laughs) Fraternal twins, Sterling and... April. No, I'm just kidding. Sterling and Blair. Sterling (laughs) and Blair. You are are in the show, right? I'm out of practice. Sterling (laughs) and Blair Wesley. They live in what is based on Buckhead, Georgia. Fancy town. They attend... I'm doing a really great job. I'm doing a really great You're job. You're crushing it. You crushing really it. Killing it. I can't wait to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm selling it. Oh, my God. There's um, twins. One of them has a name. Into it. And the other one, who knows who it's she is. It's actually very on brand, like, as April. April to, to like, to not own, really yeah. care. <laughs> Sterling and the brunette one. I don't know. Just doing it in character. That's yes. It. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yes. Um, they um, attend this private Christian high school, and through a series of unfortunate or fortunate, however you choose to see it, events, they team up with this veteran bounty hunter named Bowser. And so by day, they go to school and they deal with all the things that high schoolers deal with love, loss hijinks parents who don't understand jesus who also does not understand sometimes and then they're after their extracurricular activity is a skip of the week format so each episode there's a different skip that they go after and usually they learn something about themselves in the process you know so don't we all while hunting down skips correct So let's talk a little bit about your character. So where does April fit in in this whole scenario? April Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the tone change on that, huh? (laughs) Now I'm going to know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Is the resident mean girl misunderstood mean girl? You know, she's got a story of her own. You just have to be willing to listen. And she kind of tortures Sterling. They are both up for fellowship leader, which is a very important position at this private Christian high school. And her dad is not a friend of the family, um, not a friend of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He Um, doesn't listen to Girl in Red listeners is what we're saying. He does not. I know what that means now. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so who? now I want to know, how do you know... what that means who told you oh god okay i thought it was infamous i thought everyone would just know the very first time maddie and i ever did a live on instagram we were so nervous and i was wearing a red shirt and people in the comments kept asking if i i listened to girl in red and i was like ha 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 girl in red here i am And then Maddie was like, hey, hey, Devin, um, and told me, and she was like, it's because I've been watching a bunch of lesbian TikTok, and as we discussed before the show started, I don't have TikTok, so I didn't know. And yeah, it was amazing. And then, of course, we didn't really know how 
the fandom was going to work, but they're fast. And so as soon as the live was over, they had that clipped down. It was all over Twitter. I was like, oh my God, what have I done? What have I done? <laughs> wow. So that's, that a, a, that's a beautiful, that I think it's a beautiful good story. story. <laughs> that is amazing. I'm surprised. So is that why you didn't wear red for this interview? You were like, I'm going to not make the same mistake. <laughs> play it safe. Yeah. So anyway, April Stevens, she has a really messed up home life and she's got some secrets, you know, and um, one or two, one or two. Yeah. And so over the course of Teenage Bounty Hunters, we learn more about her backstory with Sterling and why they have the relationship that they do, which is often quite tumultuous and um, gets better from there, you know? Gets better, yes. That's gets a better good and, word. Then, and then And worse. then gets really yeah. bad. Really sad. We'll get to that. Don't worry. But I am curious just because of... The, so the story that you were just telling, too, I'm really curious because I feel like a lot of actors who, like, take on... Like, actors who get into, like, the queer ships. Like, you get cast in a part, right, where you become, like, I am half of this thing that is now, like a thing was this like your first interaction with like the queer fandom world it was and and what was was. that like it's been amazing but at first (laughs) it was very overwhelming not in a bad way everyone was so lovely so effusive so happy to be cheering for us but i was like oh my god this is a this is a lot this is a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. and i don't want to disappoint anybody you know and we love fast and we love hard you know (laughs) it is it's how we roll it is so true (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so it's it's obviously been so fun it's so heavily gift and you know compilation videoed and fan cammed like Mm -hmm. it's obviously as a fan of television and being on social media. Like I have seen the ways that fans have reacted to other shows where there's a couple that's really popular, like gay or otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to now be a part of it. And it feels like I'm, I'm just so lucky to like be here and be a part of something that makes people feel good and feel seen. And, you know, especially right now when, we're all like, a GIF is like the only thing I have to live for, like a funny GIF. <laughs> yeah, you know? Yes. So. True, true. It is, but it, you know, I mean, I think the thing you have to remember is like, we, we do fall fast and hard, but like, we are a loyal bunch. So you now have like a fandom for life. We follow everywhere as queers. We just, we never go away. <laughs> that it's is true. Been, so many people have said that. And it's like, and Maddie and I have talked about it. We're like, this, especially, you know, now that we know what we know about the show. Like, it's sad, but we know that we have this really loving group of people who are gonna hang with us, hopefully, when we hopefully book other jobs. Fingers crossed. We do. Don't worry. (laughs) Yes. It's honestly, it's like, I feel like all actors should just try to get cast gay, like, once. Because you're just, you're like, you just build a following for life. Like, it's so, it just feels so easy. Look at what it did for Allison Hannigan. That's all I'm going to say. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it was really smart of me to, uh, yeah, Yeah, to get involved with this Netflix project and this character. Great choice. Yeah, thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about that. How did you end up in this role? Okay, well, this is a tiny bit of a saga. I'll try to, like, compress it. We're here for the saga. Okay, so from January to June of 2019, I told you, a saga, I'm backing up, I was living in New York. Um, I was living in a sublet in Bed-Stuy. Rock on. Nice. (laughs) I was considering a move to New York permanently in 2020, LOL. Um, (laughs) uh, For theater. I have a theater degree. I did primarily theater out of college in Atlanta. I had a TV and film agent and I was auditioning now and then, but I was booking theater so consistently that I was like, I can't 
turn these jobs down, even though I am interested in on-camera work, but like those, I was booking those like once a year. And I really wanted to move to a bigger market and see what that was like. So I went to do a test run and obviously six months in New York is like a drop in the bucket, but I just wanted to test it out and see. And that's all the money I had because New York is really expensive. Yep. (laughs) So I had this money saved from when I did one episode of The Resident, a medical drama on Fox. (laughs) And yeah, so I got this sublet and I was auditioning for theater Monday through Friday, sometimes twice a day, I was like pounding the pavement. And I still had my agent in Atlanta and they were sending me tapes um, in case I booked something, I could like fly home and be in Atlanta. And so I got this audition for Sterling Wesley in Teenage Bounty Hunters. Uh-huh. I think at the end of April, beginning of May, maybe. And I would, I saw the sides. I was like, this writing is fucking amazing. And it's, this is such an interesting character and storyline and sent the tapes in. And I was like, I'm not quite right for this, but I, that was a good audition. Solid, solid work. And didn't hear anything, obviously. And like a month and a half later, I got an audition for April and I was like, thank God that this I'm getting a second chance at the show because it's really cool. And I read the sides and I was like, okay, in my mind, there's only one thing that this is. And I have like two hours to put this on tape. It was, I was in between things. I like had to just like put it on tape and send it in. So I just did it and I sent it off. And I was like, man, I really want that job. I really want that job because that character is crazy. She's crazy. (laughs) But it's really funny. And, but the audition, I like, I, because in my mind, it was like a very specific thing. I really sort of went for it. And I was like, that's either going to pay off or this casting director is going to be like, Never again. Um, (laughs) So when you say really specific thing, like you played April like you play April on the show on the tape and you were like, either they're going to hate it or love it. That's correct. Yes. Cool. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So (laughs) the craziness that you see is what I did in the audition. (laughs) But they and we loved it. Liked it. Um, So... I am supposed to, it's now the end of June. My sublet is up. I'm supposed to go back to Atlanta. I'm driving home because I have all of my shit. I'm driving home in the course of two days. And that was a Tuesday and a Wednesday. On Monday, I was in a show and I got out of the show and I turned my phone on and I opened my email and it said that I was pinned for April. And I was like, oh my god oh my god and then I realized I was like I don't know what pinned means I think that is a good thing but I don't know for sure so I had to call the friend who helped me tape the sterling one who like knew way more and I was like hey can you explain to me what this means and for those of you who don't know who would like to know usually usually it means you are casting's first choice but you have to be your headshot basically has to be like pinned up on the wall with everybody else's headshots who they've already cast and like you have to be run past producers and like they have to make sure everything is kosher the shoot date started I think on Wednesday and so I'm like trying to get in touch with my agents I'm like do I need to fly home because like I'm supposed to drive for the next two days and like if I need to be there in case I book this like and they of course not worried unbothered they were like no it's fine (laughs) so I leave Tuesday drive all day don't hear anything almost all day Wednesday we stop in South Carolina to get gas and I open my email and it said that I booked it I was like holy shit and it only was um not only it was a great thing a four episode guarantee no description of April beyond the mean girl head bitch in charge hates Sterling that was it. <laughs> They're really like sliding that one in there, huh? And, um, uh-huh. Yeah. So I was really excited. This was the biggest job I'd ever booked. I knew who the producers were on it. I was like, Genji Koyan. Oh my God, this is crazy. And the writing I knew that I loved, but yeah, I was like, even if I'm only on it for four episodes, like, great, let's do it. And so I got home on late on Wednesday, went to a table read for the pilot on Friday not knowing 
a soul. I was like, I didn't get any notes. I guess I'm just going to do what I did in my audition tape. <laughs> I have no idea. I like had to really be a grown up and be like, I'm just going to make a choice in front of all of these producers and all of these Netflix executives. I don't know. I hope I don't get fired. And <laughs> then it ended up actually being, I think maybe a week and a half or two weeks before I started shooting. But, um, Yes, that is the saga of how April Stevens entered my life. Amazing. You had no idea when you started, like, where the story was going to go, what you were signing on to. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. And people have been asking about, like, when I knew, and I haven't actually said. So, oh, yeah, we want the exclusive, please. Is this is this it? Is this the moment? <laughs> so, I... And I'm really about to throw somebody under the bus. So I haven't, I haven't actually, nobody knows this story. We can bleep out names. It's fine. We'll, out, we'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> part of this story, only Charity knows. Charity plays Hannah B. We did the first three episodes and, ooh, actually I'll say this. I'm really rambling. Oh my God. This is going to be a three hour podcast. <laughs> That's fine. okay. People will listen. Yeah. <laughs> true story. True story. I swear on whatever you'd like me to swear on. This is a true story. So Day one, we're sitting in the van. It's me and Charity and Eric, who plays Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. Very first moments on set, we're sitting in this van because we were going to shoot the parking lot scene with the confrontation in the green tank top, yes, if you'll remember. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Charity and I were just kind of casually discussing. We were like, oh, my God. Would it be so cool, like, if we last long enough that we, like, get paired up with, like, ooh, a love interest? Like, how cool would that be? <laughs> <laughs> and Eric, like, pops up, and we're, like, kind of chatting about it. And we really think this is, like, far-fetched. Like, we have no idea how long we're going to last on the show. We don't know what our arc is. Like, we could be gone in three seconds. Um, and Charity and I had both never played, like, a love interest, really, on a show. So it was exciting to just think about. And... We were talking about it, and I was like, I kind of wonder if April is gay. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was like, I have, I don't really have any evidence other than she is obsessed with this girl. Mm-hmm. And, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> she is... Gaydar spot on, yes. <laughs> Thank <Okay>. you. <laughs> I was like, um, okay, she is really obsessed with getting this position of power, this fellowship thing. And, like, is it because she thinks it's going to protect her from something? Will it, like, protect her from suspicion? And I was like, and the bitch says straight, straight alliance. Like, no one straight <laughs> says that. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> straight, straight alliance. <laughs> and like she's really trying to be like, I only hang out with straight people. I swear. The lady doth protest too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was okay, like, although be... for someone who's like, I only hang out with straight people, like, I mean, Ezekiel's right there. Hello. She knows that he's gay. She knows. He's right there. Does nobody else see? Do they not see it? You have to see it. Because honestly, I mean, I we haven't like dug into uh, to all of the things that I want that we're going to get to yet. But like, it's, it's one of the things that I love about the show. Because like Ellie and I have already done an episode on the podcast about what we call gay magnetism, which is like. So many queer people had the experience of, like, you had your really close friends in, like, middle school or, like, you know, kind of before you came out. And then, like, as you all get older, like, slowly, one by one, like, like, every surprise. single one of you <laughs> yeah. is like, oh, hey, me too, actually. Right? And like, so oh, it's, we like, even before, <laughs> yeah, like, before you all know, you all gravitate together. And I'm like, oh, look, even whether it was consciously or not, I'm like, oh, they they gave us gay magnetism with April and Ezekiel. They're right there. They did. Like, I don't know. I'll never know. But, like, I kind of like to think about the fact that, like, they just knew. They just had a shared understanding. Yeah. Like, Ezekiel Which is means very... I have my theory about Hannah B, but it's fine. <laughs> a lot of people have theories about Hannah B, you know? They're really trying to push it. It's amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> um... Yeah, so we, that was day one. And I was like, that's so crazy. And Charity was like, you should say something. You should ask. I was like, no, I can't. It is day one. I am trying to keep my job. I'm just trying to be like quiet and still. I barely know how to like do this job. I'm freaking out. Yeah, so we did three episodes and then we were all off. They didn't have any school in episode four. So a lot of us were off. 
So I walk in for a costume fitting for episode five. This is before five has started because they told me there was like a funeral scene and I had not seen the script. I was like, okay, sure. And they had to do an extra fitting for that. For the ridiculous like black ensemble. (laughs) Hat, coat. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I think what a lot of people maybe don't know is a lot of actors, especially those of us who are just guest stars, even if we're just recurring, I mean, even if we're recurring guest stars, don't really get the scripts until like kind of the last gunfire. And so I didn't even know what was going to happen in episode five. And um, I walk in for this fitting and the assistant to the costume designer, I don't remember if she said, it's crazy about you and Sterling or like <laughs> you and Sterling, like, oh my God, it's so crazy. And I was like, sorry, what? And she <laughs> didn't know that I didn't know. And I was like, Aaron, what? Like, what is happening? And she freaked out. She was like, okay, don't tell anyone that I told you, like, please. And yeah, was losing her mind. And so then I had to go have this fitting and like, and I was trying to text text Charity and be like, uh, 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 something's happening happening. and I don't know what it is. (laughs) And so then there are like whispers going around and we're shooting episode five and gratefully Kathleen looked at me at one point during episode five and was like, hello, would you like to have lunch with us and talk about your character? I was like, uh, yeah, please. Cause I'm freaking out in a good way. But I was like, I just don't know if, is this true? Like what yeah. is happening? Because we, we didn't really talk about April ever. I was just there and working my job. So she and the showrunner at the time had lunch with me and didn't really tell me what the storyline was going to be, but basically said, she is a lesbian. She's cool with it. God's cool with it. But she is someone who one day wants to be like the first gay senator of wherever. And she knows she can't do that if she comes out now because people will not understand. Her family won't be cool with it. The community won't be cool with it. The most important thing is she's cool with it. And then I left. And then I just (laughs) got the scripts a couple days before we started the episode. And I was like, well, this is fucking fabulous so (laughs) yeah let's do it that is amazing I also like it's just funny hearing that story like because obviously like you're playing characters right but there's like also this like feeling of like oh like it's happening like everyone around is like whispering about like (laughs) this like these two people oh these two people are getting together it's like like, really being back in high school (laughs) yeah like like they're gossiping about yeah yeah it mirrors the story for sure it's so interesting it's so cool can we da- just jump on that for a second? Because it is one of the things that that we loved. Because, I mean, let's be clear. This is how Ellie and I tend to watch a lot of TV these days is, you know, you start get we hear the you start getting you the, hear whispers. the whispers. People are like, are like, oh, I, I, someone who has time to binge things is always the first person where you start getting the like in the rumor mill. And they're like, there's a gay cu- there's a gay couple. Did you hear there's a gay couple in this show? Have you watched the show yet? I hear there's a gay couple. And then it's like if you wait a little bit, you'll get the like it starts to solidify where it's like, yes, yes, there's a there's a for sure like canon ship and it's happening and everyone should like, OK, it's does everyone know about it. And then for me, because I'm always late on everything because my life is like delayed every turn these days and so then you start getting the like then the gifts start coming out and then the clips start coming (laughs) out right so and so it's like you watch all of these things and so uh, for me especially like I always kind of have the gist I'm like I don't try to avoid spoilers and I kind of always know like here's the sort of gist of what's going to happen in the show that I am finally getting around to watching but I didn't know there were a lot of things that like hadn't really made it into like the here are the big points that everyone is hitting and one of them was specifically that it was the foundation of a lot of the show being their christianity and their faith and like that whole part of the school and their lives but also the fact that april as a character like especially my expectation when you go into like you know teenage high school those kind of storylines with couples i'm always expecting like it's a coming out tail um and they usually are and that's fine and and you know like those have their place for sure but there's a couple things that are so different about sterling and april as a couple from the perspective of like what we're used to seeing 
represented. And and those were like two huge things that I know you just said, but well, like I, we need to like talk about them a little because they're really big. Like you do not see a lot of Christian lesbians on our TV screens and you do not see a lot of like high school Christian lesbians who are like, I'm totally gay and I totally know that about myself and I'm super okay with that. But like, this is where I'm at and this is what my situation is. And like, that is not a storyline that I can remember ever seeing before, you know? Like, what was it like to get handed that and like, there's nothing to look to. There's nothing to like, you know, how do you step into that type of place for your character to be? Yeah, it, I'm like... Oh, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just like remembering what it was like. But I was like, I can't believe that somebody trusts me to tell this story. It's, yeah, I just, I couldn't, I was like, this is so, so many things up to that point about the show had been so special. And the fact that then we got this plot point and we still had three or four more episodes to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I obviously am speaking, I can only speak through my own lens and from my own privilege. So however many grains of salt you need for this, like, go ahead. But, you know, I, this is the way that I sort of related to it. Like I, from third to eighth grade, I went to a private Christian school and my mom sent me there for the education. But there, when you are getting a Christian education like that in those formative years, that is so impactful. And thankfully, on the other side of that, I ha- I lived in a pretty liberal household, but it took a lot of years to unlearn or find my way around the things that were told to me five days a week for all of those years. Mm-hmm. And and that's just me. That's living my own story, you know? And so, and seeing all this representation on TV that people who are in the LGBTQ community, like, did not have. That it did not exist when I was growing up. And I'm obviously, when you guys were growing up, like, the fact that young people get to grow up with this story as part of the way that they learn to be in the world is mind-blowing and makes me so emotional and um, it's not even like my it's not even my story to tell I just like happen to be here telling it you know and this is something that people like a lot smarter than me have already posited and spoken about really eloquently. But I think when the entertainment industry, you know, started telling stories about marginalized or severely underrepresented communities, we started with these stories about the pain and the suffering and the misunderstanding and the lack of acceptance, which are important stories to tell because it provides education and that can lead to empathy. And like those two things combined can change the world, I believe. But that's not the whole story and is not doing a service to these communities as a whole. And I think we are in a place maybe right now where some people feel like the only way to be an ally is to talk about the pain. And that is that is really important But if you're not able to also talk about or celebrate the love and the joy and the times when it's going well and going right, and these people are from these communities are thriving, then you're doing a disservice. And like, is that allyship like really more about you? Because like all of this pain and suffering that these people go through come at the hands of the group in charge. So like, 
come at the hands of straight people who don't understand and who are evil and bigots or whatever. So like, <laughs> we like to call them all evil. Yes. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> no, no, but I, I but, get what you're saying. Yes. And I think it's the same yes. way that I think people have talked about like Schitt's Creek, you know, and like why Schitt's Creek as a type of representation um, stands out because it is, it's like, they don't ever question it. It's not ever, we need to d- dig into why it's okay or how it's okay or how people like, no, it's just like, it's never a question, you know, and it's that's the other thing that I loved about Teenage Bounty Hunters, honestly, watching it from that perspective is because I knew, you know, like I knew because I'm like, oh, I've seen the the kissing clip in the in Ellen's like office. Like, I know what's coming and I'll wait for it. Damn it. But um, but like it doesn't telegraph itself. Right. The same way that you're saying, like, they gave you the four episodes and there's no mention of it. There's nothing. There's no hints. There's no nothing like it doesn't. It's not giving it away that it's yes. coming. And I'm like, I would love to know how many families started watching this show because they're like, oh, good, fun, wholesome Christian, Christian content. For my- and then they're like, oh, surprise. <laughs> and like, I hope that by that point, maybe they were invested enough mm-hmm. in these characters that they otherwise would have turned off or been like, no, child, you can't watch this because there's gays. Like, I hope that maybe they were invested enough in these characters that they could learn something and stay with the story. Like, I think that is always, you know, what, and Kathleen has talked a lot about this, like, yes, we acknowledge, like, some of the shortcomings of Southern people or Christian people or Republicans, like, but we're not, it might feel good in the moment sometimes to like bash these people. But if we really are trying to move towards empathy, which is really hard, but I think that's where we have to go. Like you don't want, you don't immediately want these people to turn off something that was supposed to be called slutty teenage bounty hunters. Like you want them to turn on teenage bounty hunters. So that wait, they wa- wa- wait, is that the original title? Yes. <laughs> Which I love, and we were so sad to lose it, but we were like, if this is actually going to make the impact that, I said we, like I had anything to do with it. (laughs) I think the idea was, if we really want this to have the impact and have the conversations that we hope, you know, families or teenagers or whoever have, they have to turn it on first, you know? Yes. This is sort of going back a little bit. Like, I love when Lee's saying it's not telegraphed, but I just rewatched it after, like, knowing more. And I know, obviously, like, (laughs) I know more, so I'm going to see more things. But one of the biggest things that I think is, like, a huge indicator, we talked about gay magnetism. But the other thing is, like, the young friendship breakup. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yes. Like, that is. (laughs) But that's the kind of thing that I feel like queer people see. And, and like, that's what we would latch on to if we were doing, like, it should have been gay or something, like, if it hadn't happened, you know? Like, that's the kind of thing that we'd be like, ah, a a breadcrumb for us. (laughs) Hello. You know? But I'm like, straight people watching that are not going to be like, wait a second, where is this show headed exactly? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but... To me, I was like, oh, that's, like, clearly there was some intense feelings between the two of them. Yeah. And, like, that's why April's so pissed off. Because clearly, like, even when she's talking about, like, oh, I crush on girls hard and, like, I always have, there's, like, this undertone of, like, I used to have a crush on you and you threw me away. Yeah. It's, there have been, I read so many Tumblr theories about it and so many <laughs> Tumblr discussions. Um, yeah. People obviously really want it to be that. And, and I don't know for sure. I think it is part of that. I think my take on it is like, she probably did have a crush on her. I don't think she knew that's what it was yeah. though. I think she might have known about other girls, but she was so close to certain that she like, couldn't even see it. It wasn't like, I loved you from the first <laughs> moment. I think she was like, I just had really strong feelings and I didn't know what they were. And I just assumed they were hate. Cause that was so much easier, you know? Yes. Hindsight's twenty twenty. April, we've all been there. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, baby April and Sterling. When we found out about all of that, we were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, Precious. I love that part, too, because it is, like, it humanizes. Like, that's the point where you really humanize April. And then you're, you can be like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely on board for this. Because clearly there's, like, some some other stuff going on here besides April just, like... <laughs> carrying around a condom wrapper trying to 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. On that note, let's take a hot second to hear from some sponsors. We'll be right back to talk more about modern day uh, Sterling and April. How's that? Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so let's let's talk about, because we have the history of Sterling and April, but can we, because I have to ask, what was it like to get the script of how Sterling and April actually starts on the show. <laughs> because the other thing is, I mean, we talked about how like it the, the show doesn't kind of telegraph the fact that April knows this entire time that she's a lesbian. And the way that it doesn't telegraph Sterling at all, although again, the whole like desperately sleeping with your boyfriend to try to be interested in him seems familiar to queer people. Sterling sort of, you know, just stumbles her way into her feelings as well in a really touching and delicate touching way. way. <laughs> See what I did there? Okay. Um, so what was it like to get that script? You're blushing very much right now. Yeah, I'm just going to stay blushed. This is just <laughs> how it is. Um... The answer is allowed to just be blushing. We'll just find we'll narrate it. There's a lot the of answer is red blushing. happening. <laughs> um, I thought it was so great. Yeah, every time I got a script, I was like trying to read it as fast as possible and get to the end. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And you know, as much as we've talked about not seeing things on TV, you don't see female masturbation. No. And that's so dumb. There's a dude jacking off joke every five freaking seconds and these girls like grow up thinking it's not normal and like that there's something wrong with them and that is a tragedy and so again having knowing that there are young people who get to grow up seeing this on tv and it being like christians masturbate y'all is what we're saying (laughs) they the most the most they do it the most This episode is sponsored by (laughs) masturbation. (laughs) Do we have statistics on that? Like, what? Which faiths masturbate? Oh, I'm sure someone has. Right? Come on. (laughs) It was great. It was great. It was so crazy. And uh, yeah, good for her. Good for her. I also love to say, like, the second, the second that that um, deadbolts, I was like, deadbolts are queer culture now. Like, (laughs) yes, in the office when they when they lock it. Yes. It's just like that moment when you're like, oh, will they? Or like, is this going to be a moment where she gets rejected? You're like, oh, shit. But this, no, but honestly, this is why, this is why there are so many reasons that, um, because uh, look, 
queer people latch on to our ships, absolutely. We get little representation. I mean, it's growing, but, like, it's still, like, we get attached very quickly, and we love our characters very dearly. There are so many reasons that April specifically... April is such an important character, and it's why, like, losing the chance to see more of her character developing, it's just, like, we're still not okay with this. We're not. And that is another, like, that scene and exactly what you're just saying, Ellie, like, the Deadpool is another example where you're just like, oh my god, look at this girl! (laughs) Like, look at her! She is just like wait a second, here is an opportunity. And you can, like, see that split second of, like, "Mm, yeah. (laughs) And then that deadbolt lock, like, she is just, she knows what she's about. And, like, you don't see that. You don't see, like, these confident, self-assured, like, sure of their sexuality teenage characters like that who are just like, I know who I am, and I know my faith, and I know my God, and I know I'm gay, and, like, all of this is me, and this is fine, and, like, ah, it just, it's like, (laughs) the rest of the episode is just me screaming into a void for, like, 20 minutes. Join me. Join me. That's all I've been doing. It will be Um, catharsis, listeners. Let's all scream starting (laughs) now. (laughs) Yeah, for episode seven, just the fact that they play equal parts in it sterling obviously makes the first move but then i get to seal the deal and i use my brain because i've been thinking about this since i was five and i lock the door because i know (laughs) that no one needs to see this yeah uh an incredible moment and when we were about to shoot that just like the height of emotion that i was feeling I cannot even explain. I was like, this, we are jumping off the cliff. Like, a great cliff, but we are jumping off the cliff. There's no coming back from this. And, like, holy shit. Yeah, it was uh, it was very cool. And, you know, for a lot of stuff in this show, it, but especially, like, this is obviously very important because I feel like sometimes lesbian or queer storylines are written or feel like they're coming from this weird male gaze you know Mm -hmm. and it's like I get a sometimes we get auditions for like these little indies and it's like ooh, there's there's gay girls and you're like "Mm, that just feels kind of (laughs) I know what you're trying to do but it's like it's a male director it's a bunch of dudes in mm-hmm. charge of this and like she's in her bathing suit and she like blah 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 and you're like i just don't and so this, and then they knowing- kiss but like preferably with both of their tongues fully outside of their mouth <laughs> correct the whole correct. time yeah Only we tongue. know we know of what you speak yes yes, <laughs> yes. so knowing that we had this community around us that knew how important this was and took every opportunity to make us feel like this is not some show pony lesbian thing. This is like real and this is important Mm -hmm. and we have to, and like we're doing it, you know, is, was cool. Yes, it it was cool. That is is the correct word. But it was also, and it was, it was, (laughs) it was so unique because like I, I mean, (laughs) See, you may notice we've watched some gay shows uh, and <laughs> I've watched Only a few. shows. Only a few. I've watched a few, one or two. I could write what I knew, what I knew was coming. Right. Like I was like this. I know what happens next. You always know what happens next. It's like the kiss. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. She walks out. They don't speak for days. And then you have this like, you know, will they won't they three episode arc of like, I'm trying to catch her in passing, but I can't. And I've texted her. She didn't respond. Right. Like, I'm like, I could tell you how this story plays out. Yeah. And I think that's why like the anxiety as, as a gay person hit when she walks away. Cause you're like, Oh shit, that's all we're going to get. Cause that's all we've ever gotten. And the like turn of it. That is, I, you're right. That is what like solidified it as like, oh, thank you. <laughs> that moment for the gays was just like, oh, glorious. Like angelic choirs descended from the True. heavens with a sick be- bass drop, and you were just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> that song kicks in, and you were like, <gasps> the song, the fucking song. I didn't know about it. It's obviously like written in 
the, well, actually, no, I lied. That one was not, I did not know. And so then we're like in this terrible like void between when we wrapped and like we had no idea when it was coming out. We were waiting forever. And then all of a sudden we're inside of a pandemic and we're like, what is happening to our show? And Maddie sent me a, like a little clip of the edited business. And I was like, oh my God, the song. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen on television. It just like is every, I feel like it's everything that you could want from TV. Yes, like, it's it just is. so good. It, it is and a then moment it ends, of beauty. And you don't get any more, and you've got to go it's, to the next episode. So good. It's so good. I guess let's talk a little bit about also what we don't really want to talk about, which is the downward <laughs> turn of our relationship. Yeah. And why we think that sort of came about from from April's perspective. From April's perspective. From April's perspective. <laughs> okay. You know, we saw on their little video call when Sterling is in Nandina. That I like how you couldn't remember Blair's name, but Nandina but was Nandina like <laughs> right there. <laughs> was like, I remember right. exactly where Sterling was when we were talking on the phone. <laughs> yeah, we see the priorities. We see them. <laughs> I know, how many, how many, well, it's actually sort of interesting because like on a film set, like how many scenes did you actually have with, with Angela? Oh yeah, so few. I didn't get to know her yeah. until, until after we wrapped, until we were like waiting for the show to come out. I thought she didn't like me when we were on set. I was like, she's cool and she doesn't like me. Oh, and no. um, yeah, other than the people that we like went to school with, yeah, I, there were some people I didn't even meet. So yeah. Angelica, not a part of my story. Um, <laughs> Sterling has the video call and April is, you know, hesitant because this is not what she planned. She's been thinking about this. Sterling is like a very excited bisexual. It's new to her. Yep. Like, no, I have been living with this. I mean, April has been living with this for years. And like, you don't get to come in here and be all sunshine and rainbows about it. Like, no, I've been suffering and <laughs> you need to relax. You have to as well. <laughs> um, but you can see her. She just like cares about Sterling so much that she's like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe mm -hmm. I was wrong. And she's a crazy person, but like maybe she's got a point and like maybe this is, you know, the push that I needed. And then John Stevens. Dun, dun, dun. Woman beater. Yep. John Stevens is back in the picture. And, you know, like we hear April talk about how close that they have always been. And even though she hates what he's done and it was really easy for her to write him off while he wasn't around, like having him in front of her again, we don't know what kind of relationship she has with her mom, but we assume it's probably not that great because they don't talk about it. She's super mm -hmm. close with her dad. And so, like, if this is the only person she has who she feels like understands her to some degree, then I feel bad for her. How You know, yeah. we don't know what he's like. He beat up the sex worker. Like, do we... We don't know what yeah. his temperament is. It can't be great because... Yeah. It is a huge robbery of all of us that, yes. like, I feel like we were headed for so much more of this, of, like, that story specifically, right? Like, it seems like the next season was going to have to be more of that relationship, more of John being, like, a principal, you know, antagonistic force which also, like, by default means that April has to be a big part of that story. Uh, and I just, like, it, what frustrates me is feeling like with how, how, with how much we were given in season one. How much we could have gotten it. How two. much we could have gotten. No, it's just, it's like, I feel like I could see it going one of two ways. And I think the one of two ways is, like, seeing how self-confident April is and, and, like, was created to be basically as a character um and how self-assured of like her own sexuality she was that i'm like either you're going to get like like two very important storylines both of which i think are like totally valid and both of which i would have loved to have seen um one where i feel like you see john turning uh, a new leaf and like 
having to fight his own way to redemption by accepting his daughter or something else that is also like less happy but also like totally valid and i still think like a really important thing for people to see uh represented is like realizing that sometimes like you have to cut ties with your family you know and i think that that's a reality for a lot of queer people and especially a lot of queer people who grew up in like very religious conservative households Mm -hmm. that like sometimes like if you know who you are man like there's just no you know like there's just no happy ending to that sometimes to be had and i'm like i feel like that's where it had to be going one of those two directions you know and in either case like that was something that i wanted to see like how is this going to play out and and how is like i want i want april's story just give it to somebody give it to me yes (laughs) I i guess that that sort of leads us into a good question so obviously we know netflix has not picked up teenage bounty hunters what can we what can we talk about in terms of that Maybe someone at Netflix will one day wake up in a cold sweat covered in Sour Patch Kids and decide that they're making a terrible mistake. But so you you already told us, though, I mean, we're writing we're writing one musical podcast. Say we wrote another one with just like completely original characters (laughs) named like Schmler and (laughs) (laughs) and Sterling and Schmaperl. And we made like a beautiful story. That's about all of them. Um, you already told us you do theater, so like you know, I'm just saying, a musical story awaits down mm-hmm. the road. Mm-hmm. I know, mm-hmm. most like the legal ramifications of that for us are probably really horrifically, but yes, we <gasps> but can. It's worth a shot. I said it's original characters, Ellie. I don't know what legal ramifications. Completely <laughs> original. Be. Completely. It's original. called teenage schmounty schmunter. <laughs> <laughs> we got nothing but time. Let's do a musical podcast. Um, Angelica was on Broadway. She can figure it out. Oh my God, we're so you know, sold. You know, of course, we would all love to be able to continue telling these stories. It could have been really cool. And I would have loved to see season two because, yeah, we had, it was like, not, of course, not that the first season was inconsequential. It certainly was not. But we had to get all of that out of the way so then that, we could tell, like, even cooler, more nuanced, yes, better stories. Like Ezekiel's coming out story. and <laughs> Come well, on. And just, Ellen's coming out story. Ellen, and Hannah B's coming out yeah. story. <laughs> I guess the best news is, because you have a queer fandom, the fanfic is going to be out of control. So oh. you will have, I'm sure it already is. We've read some of it, yes. <laughs> So the content that will be created from Teenage Bounty Hunters for years and years to come is going to be insane. She lives on. Yes. We she just, does live on. What if we just start a podcast where we read fan fiction? Yes. Where we all just, of the characters read their look, own. don't. Okay. <laughs> and don't tease us, with a good time. <laughs> I don't I don't know if you're just like stepping into April right now, but like don't tease. Okay. It's not, it's not polite to do that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, it's okay. I've been thinking about this a lot. You know freaks and geeks. Died a legend, and so yes. will we. Yes. yes. I really truly believe teenage bounty hunters is the freaks and geeks of our time. Like in that like conventions forever will like like people will be flocking to you all like it's yes it was just one season but it like is iconic is I think something that's really gonna last and that's amazing I hope so I mean that's what we all have to believe like obviously it's devastating the way that things have turned out but we that we're gonna be fine Mm -hmm. and we created I think a really important product that yes. maybe changed some lives, dare I say, or gave people a lot of hope to take steps towards, you know, speaking their own truth. Like that, Netflix could never take away. They could never. And yes. <laughs> um, yeah, we have this fandom that is filled with so much love and they love each other and we try to love them to the best of our ability and they have made these friendships and they have these group chats and it's like people who would never have found each other. And like the impact of that, you cannot take away. And this show, I guess, will just continue to be on Netflix and more people will see it. And that's Mm -hmm. really 
Cool. That's really, really cool. And um, it will just be Ellie and I racking up the views. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've already watched it like five times. So, yes. <laughs> um, and yeah, like one day we hope we do get to do conventions and like talk to people in real oh, life you know yes. it's been like I think it's we, and we've talked about this some it's very easy to sort of not take for granted but just sort of forget the impact that this has had because we're all so isolated and mm-hmm. being able to s- talk to people like you and watch reaction videos like that has been amazing because we're not getting to go out and be among the people, you know? Mm-hmm. So I hope one day there will still be enough love that we'll get to, that we'll get to do that. That would be really cool. I truly believe that there will be. Like we watch a lot, a lot of shows and like this one is just special. It's, it really is. It's, I'm never going to be over this. It's fine. It's it okay. Really I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> um, I just, I needed something in 2020. No, but I swear like if when we are allowed to have like human contact again <laughs> like whenever the next Klexicon is if they don't invite you guys to Klexicon like we will revolt <laughs> we will yes. get our torches and pitchforks we will make our own convention that's literally yes. just a, just a teenage bounty hunters convention and it will sell out it's a convention dedicated to just like you and Maddie reading uh, several fan fiction <laughs> on a stage <laughs> for a few hours. We would love that. I can't, like, we are we are fans of these characters in a similar way to everybody else. Like, we will never get over it. We still send each other compilation videos and, like, yell about stuff. It's just, like, it's, um, even if we just, like, stand next to each other and let people see us next to each other in real life and take pictures of us. Yes. Like, that's, that is also fine. <laughs> yes, I love it. All right. I think that's a perfect time for us to get into our Q and gay. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Q. 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 And. 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 Gay. All right. So we're going to ask you a few multiple choice yes or no questions, and then we're going to put them on our Twitter for all of our listeners. So They're low pressure. Low pressure. Okay. Easy. Our first one, I think, is the easiest one. Are you team Steprol, Sterluke, or Luprol? I don't know what Luke and April's ship name would be. <laughs> but yes, those are the three teams. Okay. All right. I think I got this. I am team Steprol. Yes. Good choice. The correct answer. Yes. <laughs> Thank Excellent. you. Okay. Good. All right. it's, the only, it's the only one that has a default right answer. Yes. <laughs> um, question two. What were you the leader of in high school? A, debate. B, fellowship, C, sports team, or D, drama club? D, drama club. I was the secretary, I think. I was not the president (laughs) or the vice president. I'm pretty sure I was the secretary. I don't know what that job entailed, but I did it. But you did it. You're excellent. (laughs) All right. Question number three. What do you currently have in your purse? A, gum, B, wallet, C, makeup, or D, a used condom rubber? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, sorry. What were the what were the options again? So, gum. I know. <laughs> gum, wallet, makeup, or use condom wrapper. Wallet. I'm currently using a periwinkle fanny pack nice. as a bag. <laughs> um, nice. And I do have a wallet in there. Look, I know you didn't wear a red shirt today, but like fanny but, packs are gay culture too. So <laughs> you should just. I'm just saying, like, tread carefully. <laughs> what if I say I also have a Home Depot bucket outside? Is that uh, done? That's, yep. We're done. Yeah, that's we're it. done. Okay. I'll send you my Home Depot TikTok. <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Question four: What would be your biggest strength as a bounty hunter? A. Tracking people down. B. Being in disguise. C. Shooting guns. Or D. Chasing people. Chasing people. Nice. Are you a fast runner? I used to be. (laughs) Um, After quarantine. In the before before times. In the before times. Yeah, BC. Yeah, I like to run. I run a fair amount. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty, I used to be pretty fast. So, yes. Nice. Final answer. Good answer. All right, question number five. What is your favorite sour candy? Skittles, Warheads, Sour Patch Kids, or Sour Gummy Worms? Sour Gummy Worms. Remember, you can also give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Less Hangout Pod. 
All right. So where can all of our listeners find you on social media? On Instagram, I am devinhales.jpg. Beautiful. Um, and on Twitter, I am Hales underscore Devin. Devin, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Any final words you want to say to our listeners? First of all, thank you for having me. This was a delight. You are both delightful. <laughs> thank you for putting up with my long stories. They were um, great. I don't get to talk to people. So <laughs> here we <Yay>. are. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I want to say thank you to the fans, man. Seriously. Yeah, you guys are really great and have been since day one and the best way for you to support the cast and the show right now is to just keep loving on each other we got really lucky that we have a really loving creative funny fandom and being able to log on to our social media which is you know a tumultuous place right now and see all the love that you have for each other and have for us and for the show. Yeah, it's just a gift. So thank you for being there. <laughs> and if you want to send Devin your favorite Stepral fanfic, you can do that. <laughs> I'm yes. kidding. I'm kidding. No, uh, no, 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 but seriously, no. thank you so much. This has yeah. been amazing. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> and I think people are going to like it because I think a lot of people have strong feelings, as do we. We appreciate getting to um, yell them at you. For <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, of course, anytime. Let me hear you say hip, 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 we get. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just like to take a little time every episode, shout out some of our favorite things. And this week, we want to shout out Inara, who emailed us again after our Adams Family episode to let us know that Wednesday is definitely someone's goth girlfriend. Yes, correct. 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 The we I swear we are gonna have more feelings about Wednesday when we do the next Adams family movie. Oh heck yes. I'd also like to shout out who knows? That's their handle. <laughs> they told me that they came out to their sister and immediately they said, I gotta tell Adeline, which feels very reminiscent of my coming out story. So <gasps> I feel you. I love that you had that experience and they were still very supportive, of course. Of course they love you, but you know, you also got to tell everyone you know because you just want to spread the good gay news. So got to tell Adeline. We also would like to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Danny Griswold, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gonglock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, and Tara Gleason. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Hendley, Liz Chen, and Wendy K. Bartlett. Thank you all so much for helping make this podcast happen. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can send us an email at leshangoutpod at gmail.com or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Make sure that you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. You can subscribe on any app that you use to listen to podcasts. We're also posting videos on our YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch them. If you want to help support the podcast, there are so many ways that you can do that. The first one is totally free and totally easy. Hop on the Apple Podcasts app, leave us a rating and a review. A, we love reading them, and B, it helps new people find the podcast. And if you want to help support us financially, you can join us at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We love all of our patrons. We love hanging out with you all in our Discord chat. So we would love for you to be another one of our Patreon family members. You can also check out our merch. We have all sorts of designs that you can get on a number of things like tees and hoodies and mugs and masks and all sorts of good stuff. And you can find that at bit.ly slash lesshop. If you want to find us individually, you can find me at Ellie Brigida on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok at LSH Foster. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out.